I'm not ready anymore. No, 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 just stand by, just stand by. This one just didn't work. <clears throat> this is why we edit the show. Oh, you edit the show. Hello, welcome to Hattrick. I am Jordan Dollar coltman I am joined by my brother, Braden Dollar coltman And we have a very special surprise guest. Braden doesn't know who's coming on the show. Do you have any guesses, Braden, who our guest this week might be? A, a big sports fan, someone with deep-rooted knowledge and everything oh, we always talk about. Well, I like to surround myself with people who also carry that same, uh, same passion. I mean, uh, I, uh, I have no idea. I have absolutely right. no idea who's coming. No, I'm very excited. I hope right. they're as excited as I am. All right. Well, our, our special guest this week is joining us right now. It is our father, <laughs> Greg Dad. Dollar Coltman. We have three. Hi, we have three Dollar Coltmans on one show. That what could go wrong? Welcome to the show. How are you, Dad? Thanks. I'm. Uh, I'm great. Good to see you guys. We were joking that uh, just before I was teasing Braden, I said, you know, the guy coming on, you know, he's he's just he's a deep seated, rooted sports fan. He knows so much more than either of us. And I mean, I was completely making that up. But but uh, thanks. But your well of knowledge certainly at least is deeper. It goes further (laughs) back. But I think you stopped watching sports actively like what, 30 years ago. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I could probably date it back to a conversation that we had uh, with you in which you convinced uh, myself and my mother that no one paid Not for your mother, cable services. Not your mother, my mother, my mother. Your mother, mother. Yeah, your mother. <laughs> so no one pays for cable services anymore and therefore... <laughs> don't have access. But any, and I don't have access to anything. But you've got Google. You, you keep up with the scores. You know what's going on. Right. Keep up with the scores. Yeah. So yeah, are you, you excited? You, are you ready to do this? You know how the show Absolutely. works. Have you ever listened to the show, Dad? I listen religiously every morning after uh, an episode breaks. Is it because we don't call you enough? Uh, <laughs> no, it's just because I love to hear you play. All right, here we go. Uh, we'll get right to it. Uh, this is topic one. Okay, so this week we're going to start by talking about um, one of the more sort of constantly shifting and changing stories that we've had in a while. We've talked about it recently. We talked, I think, about it last week. We're going to talk about it one more time because now we're sort of at the next step in it. We're talking, obviously, about the uh, the Vancouver Canucks who have suffered um, almost a month-long layoff because of a full-team uh, infection of COVID. It just ripped through the entire team. It's obviously one of these variants that we're all hearing about now in the news. It's, it, I mean, it's very serious from that perspective, but it's also obviously completely upended the NHL season. Schedule-wise, I shouldn't say the whole NHL, just the North Division, because that's how it's structured. But they played their first game back tonight, and they actually won in overtime against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is great for anyone who's cheering for a team that's chasing the, the Maple Leafs. But I think when we talk about it from like an ethics perspective, or we just think what in a couple months from now we will look back at and reflect on, um, I mean, I guess the question is this. Has the NHL handled this in an, in the best possible way, or are we just... Are we just in a world where we have to accept that, you know, businesses are going to start to make decisions based on the bottom dollar? And unfortunately, sometimes those decisions just don't look good. Is that where we're at, Braden? I think it's interesting with, you know, like we were going to find out how this worked at some point, especially the just the fact that it hit so many players to see, you know, they JT Miller came out last week saying, you know, we're not ready. Like, we still feel ill uh, and the NHL was 
you know, kind enough to say, okay, let's cancel one more game and you can have a shot at, a, you know, maybe playing a game on the weekend, which they did tonight. So I think the thing for me that's interesting is going to be to find out whether or not this really impacted um, them in the long term. You know, you see NBA players who are coming back from COVID and they're still not right. And so, uh, you know, physically, so, and maybe mentally, like there's, there's just going to be a lot of things that we see happen here, whether or not the NHL did anything that was right. I think, you know, they listened to their players. They, they, they made it a, a business decision to continue. I think it was a business decision mainly, um, but also for the fans, they want to make sure that, you know, that, that the fans have an opportunity here to see the Canucks. I don't think that they would have gotten on the ice had they not felt like uh, the players were ready to go. Unfortunately, they won tonight. Yeah. From from someone again who isn't necessarily following the season game in and game out, Dad, what were your perspectives from the outside of uh, uh, at this story? Uh, well, it is interesting because I was thinking about this um, in preparation, and and I I don't know if you guys have heard uh, this quote by Nick Kiprios, um, but I found it interesting. He was quoted as saying, "Players are not playing because they want to; they're playing because they have to," and. And that, that was sort of in the context of, an, uh, of a conversation about, and, and I think it applies here, is this about the Canucks or is this about the NHL or is this about, about pro sports during a global pandemic, you know? And, 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 and that got, I mean, that got me thinking, you, you yourself said, I've been at this long, a long time, um, not so long as the beginning of pro sports, but when we think about pro sports when they first emerged, I think they were really about um, a, a bringing up a leisurely pastime to uh, to a society uh, where the players were kind of regular citizens with exceptional mm-hmm. talent. Um, but the relationship between the fan base and the and the teams was really about community support and pride um, and and a sense of relatability. But I don't think it was ever about dollars and. Mm-hmm. You know, in the last 50 years, we have evolved into a, a place where it is such a profit-driven commodity that that in this moment, I think it's revealing itself to be to be asking some really uncomfortable questions. You know, at a time when when people are struggling to access such basic needs as appropriate medical services, uh, or, or 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 you know, paid sick leave to see to see the players who are no longer really relatable in a circumstance where they have access to all kinds of, of medical um, services, not because they're doing anything wrong, they're just doing their jobs. And you know, personally, I'm, I'm kind of pleased, but I'm honestly a bit surprised that we haven't heard that pro support or pro sport bubbles, you know, are, are jumping the queue for, for vaccines. I mean, if well, it ever I'm sure got that they to already that, have. Well, then there was definitely conversations about that. I don't know if you remember, but last summer there was definitely a leaked plan or a leaked proposal that was, you know, asked the NHL was certainly trying to arrange for that to happen. And obviously that wasn't a great PR look, but I think you're right, dad. I think that it's kind of, for me, it, it, it's just another example of how we're starting to see more and more and part of it's social media and the way that players, I think in a lot of professional sports are being empowered to have a, have their own personal platform in a way that a decade ago we would just not see, you know, everything was channeled through the PR of the organization and they had a much sort of tighter clamp on muzzling players, maybe personal opinions on things for the protection of the brand. We still see that obviously in different sports. I mean, 
Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, but uh, but players and people around the game, this is what we talked about with the NCAA tournament, the women's tournament, recognizing the inequities between those two tweeting photos of the, of the weight rooms, things like that. That wouldn't have happened a decade ago. The players here for the Canucks have been vocal. Some of them, like Braden mentioned JT Miller. We're hearing players say, we didn't feel safe, we're not ready, or maybe this isn't the right, the right way to do it. But what it also is doing, I think, is is illuminating the dirty little secret we all know, which is exactly what you said. This is a business. Uh, at the end of the day, the, the 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 reality of you know what the messaging from the league is, in contrast to the reality that's under the surface, um, is very different. The league says, "Well, this is about the integrity of the game. This is about making sure every team gets the same equal chance to succeed and make the playoffs." Because you know the most important thing for us is that every player, team, and coach you know feels like they they were given a fair shot. No, the truth is there are sponsorship dollars on the line. There is huge amounts of uh, equity put into these athletes and the success, therefore, of uh, any of these teams and all of those things. The business comes first. We just don't like to admit that that's the truth, and I think. This unfortunately has been one of those situations where, you know, maybe that that uh, the veneer of that has, has has come away a little bit. Anyway, um, obviously, as yeah. we said last week, it's an evolving situation, so we'll see what happens next. And an, uh, yeah, like an emotional win there. For yeah, uh, yeah, certainly good for them. I'm sure that it meant a lot. I know Travis Green in his press conference post game was very emotional about saying, you know, this means a lot. This was more than just a hockey win for us. It was about proving that, you know, yeah. and I'm sure that team will be bonded in a way no other team has been. Uh, this season yeah. because unlike some of the teams where a couple players had it and were sort of removed from the team bubble this entire team bubble was burst again it will be interesting for us to consider this question beyond the specifics of one team or yeah. one league you know i don't yeah. know about you guys but every time i hear yeah. a news report about the olympics are going ahead just as yeah. i keep thinking what how is that reading what are we I mean, we're, again there's a huge ownership or a huge financial uh, bleeding happening there and media partners uh, that are, that are yep. looking to protect their financial interests. Is this totally. best? Yeah, money makes the world go round. Let's leave it there for now. That's topic one. Hey, topic two this week is brought to us by Roma Pizza and Donair. Look, we all know the best thing about Edmonton is the many Donair options. And I know if you're like me, that it can be overwhelming and stressful trying to hunt down the best. Well, my friends, we have found it, and it's time you did to right in my own neighborhood, Roma Pizza and Donair in Westbrook Aspen Gardens is Edmonton's best kept secret. You know, there's nothing quite like piping hot meat getting shaved and served with a generous ratio of sweet sauce. And look, I know someone out there is saying, yeah, no, that's not really my thing. Well, hold your horses, because there is more. Roma Pizza and Donair not only serves Edmonton's best Donair, but they also offer Roma pizzas, dinner platters, chicken wings, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, chicken tawook. You say chicken and they got it. Salads, subs, burgers, baklava, coconut cake, and with summer right around the snow-covered corner, they also have summer specials, deep fried pickles and deep fried Oreos. I'll just give you a minute to get back up on your seat. But hey, don't take my word for it. You know, sometimes tasting is believing. So to order, call them at 780-944-9696. That's 780-944-9696. They are open every day except Sunday from 11 to 11 and open till midnight Friday and Saturday. You can also follow them on Instagram at Roma Pizza Donair. Okay, on to topic two. Okay, 
Topic two and three, for that matter, are going to be a little bit less serious and a little bit more fun because obviously, uh, yeah, why not? It should be fun. So here we go. Um, topic two, we are going to play a game we have played only once before. Um, and it, it went quite well, actually. I thought it was a fun game. Both of the participants at the time, Elliot was with us that time, enjoyed it. I have no idea how this is going to go with someone who doesn't have cable and doesn't watch things. But this is uh, the second uh, running of my favorite game, Who Said What? Okay, so Dad, do you remember this game? Did you hear this the first time we did it? Uh, give me give, give me and all of the new listeners a quick rundown. <laughs> all right. Well, so the happens? premise, the, yeah, the, the way this game works <laughs> is I will play you three sound bites. They might be Got clips it. from press conferences, post game, you know, mid game interviews. Some, some, sometimes they're even like a moment of commentary. Uh, and then you have an opportunity to first guess who said it and mm -hmm. or for perhaps bonus points um, mm -hmm. or if you just can't guess who it is, uh, give me the context. Uh, and then we'll talk just very briefly about what that context was. Most of these ones are just kind of silly and fun this week. Um, All right. But, but they may be tricky for, for someone who is not as And if you uh, said, if you hear as... anyone say big boot, it's Yassi Puliyarvi. Okay. Yes, that one's the one that stumped Braden last time. And uh, Braden, we'll start with you this this week. We'll give Dad a moment to figure out how the game is played, and then we'll let you do it this time. Okay, you ready? I'm so ready. All right. This is Braden's first sound clip. Braden, who said this? Him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Who is he? The baseball player? Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, no, I, I don't know Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't, I don't, I don't know about baseball. Who's that, Braden? <laughs> That's none other than the 2020 first-round pick, first overall, Anthony Edwards, the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves. This guy's hilarious. I don't know if you've seen other footage of this guy, but in his pressers, it's like, I mean, and this makes sense. Okay, so he, he, here's the context. He was talking about Alex Rodriguez, who's the new owner of the uh, – the Timberwolves basketball team and uh it's like he just fades off it's like he does it's not he's not even there in these press conferences there's somewhere he's like eating Popeye's chicken and he's talking about this and he's talking about that nothing to do with basketball but I gotta say in this clip here he has he he's lying here if he doesn't know who A-Rod is because he was like a star baseball prospect uh uh, in like college. So the fact that he doesn't know who A-Rod is, I think this question just caught him off guard. He, he wasn't in the moment. Dad, do you know who Alex I mean, Rodriguez is? I do know who A-Rod is. What I'm intrigued about by this whole conversation is that perhaps the uh, basketball player wasn't actually thinking about basketball or baseball at all. He was thinking about another pro sports because I'm kind of curious as to if he, if he was thinking what, what sport will I buy a team in that I'd never played it as, as a player, you see? And I, I wonder if A-Rod is the only uh, uh, pro sports owner of a team from another pro league. And I suspect that's not LeBron true. LeBron James just yeah, bought the absolutely. Boston Red Sox. But, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Everybody calm down. A-Rod does not own the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, no, and, and LeBron, LeBron James does not the own the Boston Red Sox. Sox. This is the new world where you have that's right. ownership Shares. groups 
You know, we all know about that in Edmonton. We had ownership groups. We just didn't have any professional athletes on the ownership group. It was just a bunch of community people who went together to save a team. These are all huge multi-billion dollar teams that are now selling off shares, basically. Okay, that's yours. Uh, Dad, let's do your first one, and we'll see how this goes. Are you ready? Great. I I am so ready. doesn't matter. We had some real dopey players in the first period, so it cost us the hockey game. So it was that start that was the problem? Yeah, it's the start of some of our players, as I said. We had some dopey players that didn't wake up till we were down a goal, which is which is uh, unfortunate. <clears throat> Any idea who that is? Dopey players. Dope that, that dulcet tones of <laughs> southern Alberta. <laughs> Well, that sounds like that must be a setter, but I think you, hey. gave, me a, you gave me a hint there. Yeah, I knew it went, it must have been a coach because. Daryl. Yeah, there we go. So it's Daryl Sutter. Uh, I'm not sure what the game was, but and I'm sure he wasn't talking about uh, a player on the Jets or the Canucks. He was playing, he was just talking about the, the dopey, the dopey flames who, who, were, who were extinguished. <laughs> That's well, actually <laughs> no. So after taking over uh, a couple weeks ago, as we talked about on the show with the Flames, it hasn't necessarily been a uh, a, a sudden turnaround in Calgary. They continue to struggle, uh, and I think we can see that uh, the the new uh, head 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 guy be- behind the bench doesn't feel like he's getting everything out of his players. Yeah, he he really he really has had some very uplifting and energetic press conferences, and that was another one there. So good job, one for one. It's a great start. Like, You're out of the gates, hot. It's like sea biscuit around the first turn, and we'll see how we get down the the final stretch here. Braden, number two for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here it is. It's been a little bit of bad luck, maybe a few bad bounces that have allowed them to get on the board. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, it's just frustrating. We want to go there and get back in this game. What's the mindset now heading into the third? Go score five goals. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Oh. Any idea who that is? Oh man. Well, they said they said goals, and then they said half. Bad bounces, and Ryan. Ryan. Wow, you're like uh, uh, Hercule Poirot. Yeah, I've 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 got all the information I need and none of the context. I, I'm baffled, um, but I should know what's happening. I don't know. Can you play it again? No, that's not how the game's played. <laughs> well, sure, I'll, I guess, I'll play um, it again. Why pass. not? Here it is. <laughs> Can you pass? Like, like here it is. Here it is. Right? No, no. A little bit of bad luck, maybe a few bad bounces that have allowed them to get on the board. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, no, it's just frustrating. We want to go there and get back in this game. What's the mindset now heading into the third? Go score five goals. Into Thanks, the third. Go score five goals, which means there's a team that got blown up. But it sounds like Patty Maroon. That would be my, for some reason, that's my guess. I don't know who Ryan is. You got to you gotta tell me. Dad, who is it? <laughs> Dad. Wow, the only Brian that's... I know is Brian... Brian, <laughs> I, it's not Brian. Brian. I don't think it's Brian. Was it Brian? Brayden, you just guessed said... Patrick Maroon. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. Oh, I thought he was talking about another guy. No. That's the, oh, his that's name's the... Ryan. 
the Ryan Suter. Order says, uh, thank you, Ryan. Now you're just going to go through every Ryan. I'm taking you out of your misery. Oh, man. Ryan Johansson, the Nashville Predators mm. down 5 nothing going into the third period. And uh, feeling a little bit like the questions that were pre-baked and pre-ready to go prior to the period had nothing to do with how bad the team was playing and felt very frustrated by it. It's just another example of these very awkward interviews we're getting nowadays when you don't have reporters standing next to the players. They get the headset on by the bench. Mm. They can't see the reporter. The reporter comes in their ear and they're sort of standing there alone going, what the heck is this question? We we played the dry sidle one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with that Anthony Edwards one where he, like they're not in the room, right? He's yeah. sitting talking to a camera and he's going, wait, what did you say? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, here's another one. Uh, this will be Dad's second one. So, Braden, you're one for one for two. All right, all right. you all ready, right, Dad? All right. I, I am, but wasn't Anthony Edwards an actor on ER? And then he became a basketball player for the uh, Timberwolves. Okay. He's in his okay. rookie year. He grew Got it. Okay. And, got, got and got a, yacht, a lot younger. <laughs> it's a Benjamin Button experience. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm ready. Uh, I'm set. I know you are. Here, here it comes. Here, here's, here's your second. Yeah, don't worry about that. I guess you missed a lot of the games that Ray is hit in the clutch last year, huh? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an no, idiot. No. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not the, idiot. No, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me you idiot. are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat, you stupid idiot. You're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather that proves what an ignoramus you are. Get off our show. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I think I, I feel like you set this one up for me to know. No. I thought, I thought we were heading into who's on first. Yeah, uh, sounds like uh, Tom Hanks in League of Our Own. Maybe it is. Maybe it is Tom Hanks in League of Our Own. Uh, but it, I mean, if it is, and he was speaking to the to the women, I mean, he's got some explaining to do. Um, I, I, no, I got nothing. I, it sounds like it's a like. football coach. Was it a football coach? I have no, no idea. Yeah, no, I didn't expect you to get that one. I just really wanted to play the sound clip, to be honest. That was <laughs> amazing. All right. What was that? It's a clip from a show called Drain and Live. It's a Cleveland talk radio call-in show following Cleveland wow. uh, baseball games. And uh, one game into the season, he had one of those fans who just had something to say. And uh, host Bruce Drennan wow. went went off, lost his mind, and a day later lost oh his show. Goodness. That's what we're missing oh. on our show. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Doesn't work out well, eh? <laughs> yay, so, yay, yay. So that's that. All right. Uh, um, we'll, we'll go to uh, Braden's last one, and then we'll do one more. We're way over time here, so we'll pick it up here. All right, Braden, this is, uh, this is your last one. You ready? Yeah, come back to Ooh, like that, that is P4, P4. Well done. Great job. All right, nice job. What if I works for me? The cabbie. <clears throat> Who's that, Braden? Hurrah. Hurrah. That's nothing other than uh, our buddy Lando Norris. You can find him on Twitch. Uh, you can find us talking about him on the Pit Stop podcast. We've got coming out a new one next week. He finished very well today at Imola. 
very excited about that and about uh yeah he made the podium p3 but that clip when was that clip from and what was the context i think that was his uh wasn't that well interesting it it must have been the last race so i think that was at uh i don't even remember where they were now bahrain Bahrain. yeah yeah and so so he finished p4 fireworks fireworks went went off off, for lewis and he looked in his mirror and said he was asking his team with those fireworks for me. This guy's awesome. He's going but to you, you did a great job getting that plug in there. So well done. Yes, the hey, podcast hey, new episode I can't just wait to be talking about that. And and race weekend was this week. Okay, here's your last one, Dad. You ready? I am so ready. Good. Here it comes. Come on, kid, do it. He did it! He, did it! he, did it! he got the 710, Randy! Oh, Trusting in Braden, I'm going to go with the the ginger assassin that was uh, that was none other than Lando Norris, who's featured <laughs> on the kids next uh, pit stop next week. Uh, he yeah. finished well at Imola, and uh, you know he saw the uh, uh, he's not ginger. fireworks behind him, and he said, "Are those for me?" And uh, that's that's pretty much as as well as I can go. Uh, Seven oh, Randy though, 7-Eleven. No, Maybe it was it, Randy Furby. So I don't know if you caught it. It's funny. We had a little serendipitous moment there. So I complimented Braden a moment ago for getting the plug in. I don't know if you caught mm. in that clip that this commentator managed to not only through his exuberance about <laughs> one of only like four 710s ever hit on television, managed uh-huh. to get the ad in and he mentioned the sponsor of the spare of the game. There's your hint. Any guess now what sport we were watching? Spare? of the game huh a spare of oh gosh you got this dad you've got this do i back to those think of it it's a a, nights it's a game played (laughs) by average canadians and americans all across the country very retro you you don't need any professional training you don't even really need to stretch to do it Little old ladies sometimes do it on a Sunday Bingo? afternoon in a club. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe not that You're kind of thing. You should have started with the shirts. It involves pins. Oh, uh, bowling. Yeah. Uh, bow- well it was a bowl- that was bowling? Yeah. <laughs> that was bowling? Ginger assassin. Anthony was Newer, Anthony Newer yeah. did something last uh, yeah. week that has uh, only been accomplished four times on live television, the 710. So the 710 is all of the middle pins are gone, just the two Mm. pins at the very back. So you've got to knock one pin at the angle that knocks it across uh, the frame and knocks the the other one out. He managed to do this live on television and the uh, announcer for Fox Sports, Rob Stone, lost his mind. That's what you heard there. It became the number one trending video on sports, uh, Instagram and Twitter last week. And the best part was it had been placed to counter the Masters, 
uh, and I'm sure there was no call at the Masters that exuberant. Uh, hmm. You can only imagine that bowling probably used to sound more like golf. But anyway, that has been uh, this week's very slow but very enjoyable edition of Who Said What? Thank you both for participating. And uh, Braden, you're going to take it by a one-point uh, lead there, two to one. Uh, and we'll leave topic two there. Are you feeling hungry? Busy Bee Vegan is a plant-based meal prep service offering pre-made, delicious, and healthy plant-based meals to the greater Toronto area. Whether you're curious about plant-based vegan eating, looking to improve your overall health and wellness, or simply too busy to cook, Busy Bee is for you. Their plans are focused on eating clean without sacrificing taste and contributing to a healthy planet. They have made it super simple. Choose and order your meals from the multiple plans they offer, and they will deliver your meals in environmentally friendly compostable containers right to your door. You can find them on Instagram at Busy Bee Vegan Meals or on Facebook at Busy Bee Vegan. Go check out a small local business in Toronto and save the hassle of COVID grocery shopping and cooking. Let the Busy Bees feed you buzz-worthy meals. Okay, topic three this week uh, is the old the old classic, the original uh, game we like to play. It's the best way to, to cap it off. And just as a special way, before I do anything, I would like to take my hat off to our dad for being such a good sport and coming on the show this week. Uh, but let's do hats off. So I will throw to you first. You are the honored guest. Who are you tipping your cap to this week, dad? Awesome. I am so thrilled to be able to be here with you guys. Uh, and I tossed this hat off and sent it out to you. I had no idea that I would actually be able to announce it. But on Thursday in a game at Pittsburgh, the 15 minute mark of the second period with the score tied at zip, Penguins defenseman Brian Dumoulin lost yeah. a stick in his own zone. Captain Crosby tossed him his own. Dumoulin cleared the zone and in an offensive rush, Crosby took a quick detour to the bench where equipment manager John Taglinetti had accessed the situation and was tossing him a stick that he had been able to, to, to pull just in time. I mean, it looks like it was rehearsed. It's remarkable. Moments later, Chris Tang shovels the puck to uh, Crosby who knocks it home. And if you watch the replay, Crosby's arms go up in the shortest celebration of a goal ever before he turns and points to the bench where Taglianetti is surrounded by players, even during this COVID bubble. And, 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 uh, and the beautiful thing was that the public service announcer uh, for the arena, honored him with a third unofficial assist in the announcement that followed. I, th I, think, we, I think I've got a, a clip right here. So just like they say in the theater, there are no, no, no small roles. My hat goes off to John Taglianetti. Yeah, that's awesome. I, it's awesome to see how they all like jumped on the, the guy in the bench and, and that yeah. was a celebration for that goal. Yeah. Okay, great. That's a good one, Dad. That was great. My, my hat goes off this week to the oldest player currently in the NHL, Patrick Marlowe. He is now one game 
away from being the all-time games played leader in the NHL. He is tied with Gordie Howe after his game on Saturday night. On Monday night, tonight, he will play the Vegas Golden Knights and he will become the oldest, pardon me, the the leader, the single record holder for most games played. He also has played 34% of every NHL player to have ever played in the league. Wow. Over a quarter of every NHL player all time has played against Patrick Marlowe. My hat goes off to you. I was just going to say, and this is to take nothing away from Patrick Marlowe's incredible accomplishment, but knowing that professional athletes like the best of us need motivation, he's just got 419 more games if you add in Gordy Howe's WHL stats. Whoa, there yeah, you Gordy go. He played a long time. That's an, it's unbelievable, really, right? When you mm -hmm. think that that he played as many W, he played twenty five percent of his whole career. After his career, after his first, yeah, like his. How old was Mark Howe when he played with the list? Like he was, oh, like, yeah. he was almost ready to retire by the time he was. <laughs> well, and and to be fair, and I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but the guy who's currently on the NHL's list at four would probably now at four used to be three is probably ahead of him if you include all of his professional hockey because Yarmir Yager is Yager. still playing Ooh. hockey in the Czech Republic he's just not doing Ooh. so in the NHL but you're right. right I think it's still I mean it's again it's an unbelievable statistic and I think what's crazy is that I, equally crazy is that that statistic about how many players he's played Gordy would never have been able to compete with that because he played most of his career with six teams yeah right so yeah exactly it's like a hundred players so yeah anyway that's amazing it'd be Let's, sweet to see a hockey player with like stark gray hair i mean alex ovechkin's getting there <laughs> joe thornton's getting there you know i remember seeing the houston arrows come in and mark howe and his dad play at at, at the i guess it was probably the coliseum and uh god i don't even know who else I, I guess they were playing the Oil Kings, probably. Is that possible? Is that who was in the WHL then? Well, the Oilers yeah, the, the, would have the been. Oilers, the WHA. The, the WHA version of the Oilers would have been. When was uh, this? Got it. This was before the Oilers moved into the NHL. So, like, the late 70s. Yeah. Um, was Gretzky there yet? Yeah, I guess late 70s. No, Gretzky was. Uh, to my yeah. memory, Gretzky wasn't there That's yet. The, it's the Al Hamilton uh, yeah. WHA team. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting because even if Gretzky was there, I wouldn't have been going to see Gretzky. I would have been going to see Gordie Howe. That's, Gordie Howe, that, of course. That's yeah. just the generation. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, my hats off is going uh, to Anthony Mantha. He uh, just got traded from the Washington, uh, sorry, from the Detroit Red Wings to the Washington Capitals. He's got a goal in the last four games with his new club. He is... Um, he is going to be a great uh, fit for this Washington Capitals team moving forward. And uh, fortunately, he's helping my fantasy league uh, this week. So hats off to you, Anthony Mantha. Did you, did you also take Taylor Hall this week, considering the fact that he had two goals all season for Buffalo and so far with his new team in Boston, he has already matched that and has two goals in two games? Um, no. No, <laughs> Taylor, it's funny in our league, Taylor Hall got traded for Pierre-Luc Dubois right around the time Dubois got traded or uh, yeah, got traded. And, um, and the poor suck who's got uh, Taylor Hall just kind of was left with him. And I think right now he's, he's all in it. He's, he's getting very excited about the prospect sure. of Taylor Hall. With Boston. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I just want to say thank you, Dad. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you were able to join us. I'm glad that uh, you were you put up with uh, uh, our, the games and uh, had some fun. You had some great insight. Uh, I'm sorry that I have uh, spoiled the opportunity for you to watch live sports by saving you a few bucks without a cable subscription. Uh, I take full responsibility for that. But uh, don't worry. As long as you tune in every Monday, we'll keep you up to date who here needs, on Hattrick. Who needs well, cable it. when you've got Hattrick Sports? Exactly. And on top of that, when you are off doing night uh, calls, Jordan, I just uh, add things to your Prime Video uh, subscription by checking in with your wife. So all is good. All right. Well, thank you both. Calls. It was a lot of fun. And thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, it's, uh, we'll be back with you next week. That's Hattrick. Patrick is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It's produced every week by Jordan Dyler Coltman and Braden Dyler Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. That's Hattrick. That's Hattrick. Don't I get to say the meat script? That's, <laughs> would that's you like to? I, have I just think your mom, your mom would find on. it so funny. Let's do it. <laughs>